Gang is an original production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. Sorcerer Radio. Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands and arms inside the train and remain seated at all times. Flap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. Let's make some magic. All right, cut the chatter. You're listening to DW60. Welcome to the program. It is DW60's Press Row. However, you may be listening. Sorcerer Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify for podcasters. Yeah, that's a new thing. Used to be Anchor. <laughs> or Google Podcasts. We're glad you're here to find out what's happening at the Walt Disney World Resort. It's Jeff and Nicole here with you. Hello. Happy Friday. We really should go through one time all the, or most of the places that you can listen to the show. Because it really is a lot. And I usually, when people ask, how can I listen? I usually just tell them on your favorite podcasting app. Because we're pretty yeah, much everywhere. Yeah, that's that's basically the standard answer. Yeah. If there's a podcasting app that's in like the top 10 or something, we're on it. I mean, probably even more than that. More than likely, yeah. Yeah, probably yeah. so. Um, I have to go through and like look. Cause, but yeah, all, we're, we're on all the major hitters. <laughs> major hitters. Major hitters. <laughs> um, um, something funny that our our patrons who are listening to the show today and listen to our bonus episode from yesterday. Did you see the comment on Patreon? No. So we started the episode, and I was wait. Like, what was it about your cheating? No. Okay. So I started the episode by saying that we had like a mod podge of stuff, and somebody commented, and they're like. Nicole, it's hodgepodge. With it's an- no wonder I couldn't find anything on modgepodge. I'm like, <laughs> what is this word? Modgepodge is like, you know, crafting glue, like crafting supplies. Like, <laughs> and like, that's no, all I could find. That's the know? word. And we we're like Googling it. And no, I was wrong. It's hodgepodge. <laughs> Hold on. Let me write this down. Nicole was wrong <laughs> for the first time in seven years. Yeah. Okay. I feel better now because I'm like, it's wanting to respell the word as I'm trying to Google it and everything. I'm like, okay, whatever you say is, you know, one of Nicole's words. Because you're like, did you make this up? And I was like, no, it's a word. Well, it's just you make up all these other words all the time that have absolutely zero meaning, or it's a hyphenated combination of two words that make no sense whatsoever. It's like a what? regular thing. Like what? You, know. you not appropriate for SR and for the <laughs> podcast. Okay, not appropriate. Cannot okay. repeat <laughs> uh, at all. I cannot repeat I any of those. I okay? have let it slip once on the show, though. Yeah, probably, <laughs> and had to be edited out. Oh my god! Podge. Hodgepodge. <laughs> And when I when I say uh, cheating, yeah, she was cheating last I night was on, tri- not. on trivia. She was cheating. I swear on Mickey Mouse himself. Because there was a certain movie we were asking each other questions about on these trivia cards. Yeah, we're doing Disney movie trivia. And I told her what the name of the movie was. And before I even ask a question, she pops the answer. Now you explain that to me. I just, I just have a sense. I just know. You don't have a sense for the right word of hodgepodge, hodgepodge. and modgepodge. Modgepodge, you know, <laughs> like, oh, uh, do a Patreon episode of just what? Oh, I think of just maybe just the trivia. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, oh, of just my words. Oh gosh, that would be funny. I guess the Patreon episodes don't have to be as family friendly. Uh, they're behind a paywall. I mean, I feel like if we just like you know, just uh, let you know in the beginning. Yeah, like this hey, is going to be a adult only, DW, you know, bonus episode. DW sixty after dark. So I mean, I miss but, after dark. Y'all were hilarious. 
sometimes I do miss After Dark. We had a we had a good run of, of things that we you know we, we did. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was real good. If you're uh, not familiar with, there used to be a show not on Sorcerer Radio, but of Sorcerer Radio hosts, and it was WDW After Dark, and it was a Disney news headlines discussion show that ran. Um, on a couple different live streaming platforms, YouTube, uh, was it Uvu, like all kinds of stuff. And it was adult. It was at least PG-13. Well, I, I do know that you can still go on the After Dark, WDW After Dark YouTube channel and the episodes are still there. Yeah. If you want to go back and watch it, you um, can. It's there. So. Yeah. The, the content was adult. The language was adult. It was hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Way back when. It was Way back. Way was back it when. always the four of you? Started off just myself, Kristen, and Al John. Yeah, and then it became you, Eric, Kristen, and Al John. Well, uh, William was in there too. Oh, and okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Yeti. The Yeti. Yeah, that was that was hilarious. That was a long time ago. Long time ago. I mean, yeah. Uh, not not quite ten years. Yeah, not quite, not quite. It was it was around this like, time when it was starting. Uh, I think maybe like seven eight. Yeah. Oh man, good times, good times. We Somebody we were those guys who were. It wasn't cool yet to live stream Disney stuff because nobody was doing it yet. Now it's the cool thing. Oh yeah. But I we mean, were doing it before it was cool. <laughs> people make so much money just walking around the park. Yeah. Hey, look at me. I've got a phone. I've got a live connection. Let's make money. Boom. Yeah. And you're making money just like that. And y'all have been live streaming in the park. I mean, from the parks for it, it, more than 10 years. Oh, more than 10 years. Yeah. On quite a few occasions. Yeah. Actually. So now that I think about it, it's yeah. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Anyway. Long time. Um, All right. Out of the vault. Out of the vault because we have plenty of news this week. Last week was a little slow. This week was not. This week delivered. Hello to all of our Instagram uh, viewers watching us over on Instagram. Uh, Cracking up at me, crying, laughing. Good day to all of our podcast uh, (laughs) listeners. And, of course, hello to our Source of Radio family as well. Uh, We're glad that you're here this week. And uh, Nicole's got some good stuff to pass on to you. I do. We are going to start on the high sea. We're going to start with some Disney Cruise Line news. Disney Cruise Line announced yesterday that their new destination, Lighthouse Point, which is in the Bahamas on the island of Eleuthera. I believe I'm saying that right. It's going to be a new private Disney destination. It's not an entire private island. It's a a destination on the island of Eleuthera. But they did announce that they will begin um, visiting Lighthouse Point and sailings a summer of 2024 so summer of 2024 which currently as of today you can only book disney cruise line cruises up through may of 2024 oh we'll go figure that there we go that's uh (laughs) probably why or a, a part of it um so hopefully with this announcement we will see itineraries for summer 2024 releasing I'd say within the next two months, two to three months. So. Soon. 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 But yeah, so Lighthouse Points on the island of Eleuthera. Is it Eleuthera? Eleuthera? I can never get it right, but it's I haven't physically. I haven't looked at the words. So I don't know. E-L-E-U-T-H-E-R-A. Eleuthera. Uh, I would say Eleuthera. Yeah. Eleuthera in the Bahamas. Okay, so Lighthouse Point. Or you could say Eleuthera. <laughs> Summer 2024. <laughs> And I got a little bit of information about it. So this is, um, if you remember from D23, there was like a video of Josh Tomorrow standing on like a rock on a beach. I try to forget that. That was this. That's that's Lighthouse Point. (laughs) Um, And it is going to be this expansive destination for adults, families, adventurers, people that want to relax, people that want to eat, people that want to swim, have a good time. You'll be able to do all of that here. Um, they said, much like the private island of Castaway Key, Lighthouse Point will offer activities and areas for every age group. 
Families can relax and play along white sandy beaches and turquoise waters at the expansive Family Beach on the east side of the island, which will be centrally located near market-style dining, recreation, and other amenities. They're also going to have a how I say this one wrong too, Bahamanian, Bahamanian. Bachmanian? No. You gotta get a little bah- in there, you know? Bachmanian. Art? Bahme- ba- bahe- bohemian? I never get it it's right. It's Bohemian. Okay. Art and culture. Bahami. Bahamanian. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Modge Podge. Modge Podge. It's just a Modge Podge. Okay. Um, All right. There's going to be an art and culture pavilion featuring special programs and local artists. And it will provide visitors to Lighthouse Point opportunities to learn and celebrate the traditions and natural beauty of the Bahamas. I love how these buildings are hurricane ready. So they're you notice that? Yeah, there's uh, (laughs) you. The wind can go through them. Yeah, well, that and just storm surge. Yeah, they're uh, they're elevated. They're elevated big time. All of the walkways in the in Lighthouse Point will also be elevated, um, so as to not disturb. Like the natural plants and flora and fauna. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's going to be good too. They said that there's going to be an interactive family water play area, which will include two slides, water drums, fountains, and more, along with a dedicated space specifically for toddlers, which is awesome. There's also good news going to be an adult exclusive beach which they call a glorious stretch of sun-drenched serenity, <laughs> complete with a dedicated dining area for convenient access to food and drinks throughout the day, plus six private cabanas available by reservation. Children ages 3 to 12 will splash and play at a themed kids club under the care of highly trained Disney Cruise Line counselors. So I believe that is something that's not available at Castaway Key. So this is going to be the kids club like is available on the ship where you can drop your children off and go to the adult beach. You know what I don't see what? that I wish they had that perfect day at Coco Cay has a pool, a huge pool. Yeah, does not not everybody likes to sit on the beach. We loved the pool. We love that pool. At, it's at the Coco Cay. I mean, largest. That's the largest freshwater pool in the Bahamas. It was so amazing. It was just in perfect, perfect temperature. It was. It was perfect. awesome. It had yeah. a bar in the middle. It had a DJ on an island. Yeah, like you just can't beat it. Yeah. Disney said that children ages three to twelve. Um, we talked about this. Have a kids club with counselors. It will include a splash pad inspired by your favorite undersea creatures from Walt Disney Animation Studios' The Little Mermaid, with plenty of shade and a dedicated dining area. Away from the main activity of a family area will be a peaceful beach along the southwestern shore. And that beach will feature 20 premium family cabanas available to rent, including four double cabanas that will accommodate larger groups and offer massage services. There will also be additional recreational activities for kids and kids at heart, including a covered gaming pavilion, a volleyball court, watercraft, bike rentals, nature trails, hiking, biking, and more. And will feature a collection of new port adventures developed in partnership with local tour operators and will take guests beyond Lighthouse Point to explore the rich culture and breathtaking beauty of Eleuthera. So summer 2024. Um, interesting little non-Disney tidbit that Disney announced this this week because Royal Caribbean also announced a private beach club in the Bahamas this week um, separate from their private island so Disney did the same thing in the same place in the same week I was like okay I want to be like more excited for this mm-hmm. but I haven't even made it to Castaway Key yet no. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so I mean I don't, I don't I don't have anything to compare it to when it comes to Disney Cruise Line which you know, it makes me sad. Yeah. But I know how great Royal Caribbean's island is. And they're expanding that as well. Yeah. So I can only go off of what people on YouTube say, what people, you know, doing blogs and vlogs and podcasts and and their interpretations of what Castaway Key is. And they say it's, I'm sorry, Castaway K. Is it? It's key. It's key. That's right. I always get confused. It's it's the way they spell like it. K, you know? But it's key. Yeah, it's key. 
Castaway Key. K. See, now I'm confused again. Key. Key. All right. Because <laughs> it's K A Y. Yeah, it's spelled like um, K. But they say that Castaway K is. Key. Okay, I'm just going to stop talking. I'm going to mute my mic now. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> just call it a day. Just cut the show. <laughs> Modge Podge. Modge Podge. No, th- they say the comparison, it, it's it's a great place to go, and there's a lot of fun that you can have, and it can be very relaxing. So can, can you do anything better than that? I mean, it's kind of hard to believe that they could produce something that's better than what they currently have. And this looks really promising. It really does. It does. And what I like most about this compared to Castaway Key is it is completely different. It's not just the same thing transplanted somewhere else. The buildings look different. The shopping and dining looks different. The beaches look different. Like, How far away is it from the original spot? I don't know. I kind of wonder. And then I wonder, you know, you talked about the D23 video with Josh and everything standing out there. I wonder how long ago that video was taken because from the looks of it, they hadn't done a single thing on that island whatsoever when they took that video. I don't know that construction has like really ramped up on this yet because... Um, in the Disney Parks blog article, Disney mentioned how many jobs will be like will come from this project, not how many jobs have come from this project. You know what I mean? Like there's talking about like in the future. Like, uh, like not current, like future tense. It's e- either way. This tells me that Disney's going to build this pretty quickly. Can we please get these construction workers back over to the Disney parks? Yeah. To help build things faster, please? Because apparently you're throwing this thing up fast. If it really hasn't ramped up yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they're using a lot of local artisans, local... um, just yeah artisans i think is the best word because a lot of this is truly going to look like art each of the buildings will be built um you know they're not all going to look the same they're all going to have bright colors and different characteristics and i mean it looks beautiful it looks nice yeah i'll say it looks nice not blowing me away but it looks really nice very open beaches Lots of shade away from the beach. Yes, lots of shaded areas and a lot of stuff to do besides sit on the beach, which I think is going to be... It seems like it, you know? Yeah, which I think is going to be, like, key because there's... It's hot, I mean... Like, I'm seeing what I'm thinking, shopping and food in this area here. It seems like there will be stuff to do if the weather's not great. And then... I mean, you can't go wrong on a cruise putting places to eat because people love to eat on a cruise. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's just about the food sometimes. I was talking to so. um, a friend about Real Caribbean's beach club that they announced this week as well. And the food and drinks and stuff at Real Caribbean's are not included. They're an additional cost. It's like an excursion to go to this beach club. Oh, well. And I don't think Disney's is going to be like that, but I don't know yet. But... Um, yeah, it was like an addition. It was like you had to pay. You don't have to pay to go. But once you're there, you had to pay for your food. You had to pay for your drinks, stuff like that. And that was, I mean, you and I talked about this last night, that when you get on a cruise ship, you don't have to spend another dime. Nope, don't have to. Nope. I don't have to spend another penny. Just enjoy it. <laughs> Just enjoy it. You had one other thing, didn't you? I do. I have a foodie guide. So Disney Parks blog also shared this week the St. Patrick's Day 2023 foodie guide. And I'm not going to go over everything. You know, they go through the resorts. They go through the parks. They go through Disneyland. They go through the resorts at Disneyland. They go through a lot. But we do have a cupcake. We have a couple cupcakes, actually. And we even have a milkshake with a cupcake on it. So if you want a cupcake, look at the foodie guide. But I'm not... Uh, going to spend a lot of time on cupcakes because 
It's just a cupcake, honestly. Okay, so what do we got? We have at Three Bridges Bar Grill, Disney's Coronado Springs, the Lucky Leprechaun, which is a whiskey coffee custard over a whiskey-soaked cake with a pistachio mousse topped with a dark chocolate shamrock. Sounds delicious. Delicious. At um, This is going to be really popular. Over at um, Scat Cats Club at Port Orleans French Quarter, there is a Mickey Shamrock Beignet, which is a Mickey-shaped beignet, chocolate mint ganache, and a milkshake pipette with shamrock decor. Over at Riviera, Le Petit Cafe is going to have caramel hazelnut profiteroles, which are caramel hazelnut custard-filled chocolate profiteroles with a chocolate ganache. The artist palette at Saratoga Springs is going to have Mickey's Pot of Gold, which is stout chocolate cake filled with Irish cream mousse dipped in a chocolate shell with buttercream, gold sprinkles, and a rainbow gummy. It's like a like a rainbow sour belt, so it looks like a rainbow. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, I thought that was really cute. <laughs> um, let me take a look. There is going to be um, plant-based cupcake. That one is worth noting. It's called the My Lucky Clover Cupcake, and it's plant-based. It's a chocolate cupcake, vanilla buttercream, and sprinkles, and it will be available at the food courts at all of the... Um, value resorts it'll also be available at caribbean beach and port Orleans french quarter riverside so if you're looking for a plant-based cupcake that's the one for you sunshine seasons is going to have the saint patrick's day irish coffee tart which is a chocolate coffee tart topped with mint mousse irish coffee cream and a shamrock garnish uh, the Rose and Crown has some specialty entrees, but they also have a beverage, which is called the Leaping Leprechaun. Jameson Irish whiskey, <laughs> rum, vodka, melon liqueur, and sweet and sour topped with Sprite. Amaret's Patisserie will have their um, festive seasonal cake, which is going to be a whiskey-soaked spiced chiffon cake with layers of Irish cream, Sorry, Irish cream mousse, caramel banana mousse, and candied walnuts. And they'll also have St. Patrick's Day chocolate-covered strawberries. Over at City Works in Disney Springs, they have some uh, savory entrees as well. There's usually a lot of sweet things on these um, foodie guides. But this one has a lot of savory items, which is I was pleasantly surprised. The one that stuck out to me at City Works is these Irish loaded fries. It's house-made corned beef, hardwood smoked bacon... Guinness braised onions, IPA cheese sauce, and green onions all on waffle fries. Delicious. Didn't that sound, I mean, I thought it was good. I don't know. Yes? I don't know. Loaded uh, fries? Uh, loaded fries can be good. They can be soggy, too. But they can be very soggy. Yeah. Well, what about this instead? Over at Deluxe Burger, they have the Dublin Burger. Which is two pressed signature blend patties with Irish cheddar, corned beef, shoestring fried onions, Irish stout barbecue, and lettuce and tomato. Could do without the barbecue. No yeah. Irish stout barbecue. For yeah, you. I could do without that. I would do it on the side and maybe like dip. Like dip it in. Yeah, you could probably do that. Yeah. The ganacherie is going to have that, uh, that pinata that they have where you break it and there's stuff inside. Oh, sure. This one's going to be filled with mint marshmallows, enrobed in chocolate, white crisp pearls, and green sprinkles. Sprinkles. Sprinkles! Raglan Road is going to have a signature beer flight, a whiskey flight, wine, handcrafted cocktails, and they'll also have their um, like signature entrees. This one caught a lot of attention when I posted it on Instagram yesterday. Salt and straw will have their pot of gold and rainbows, which is going to be hand-sorted rainbow marshmallows. It's going to be Lucky Charms marshmallows. And they're going to be in cereal milk flavored ice cream. <laughs> you know what? Just give me my signature dessert, please. A Dole Whip. A Dole Whip. A Dole Whip. That's it. What That's we, it. I what? mean, you can get all crazy with these flavors and everything else. I just want a Dole Whip. We learned something about Dole Whip this week. We did. Coming to a grocery store near you. Which how? Why is it is taking them this long to figure out that people would buy this I think <laughs> in it, a heartbeat? Look, this one's at Disneyland, and look, it's a leprechaun donut. 
Can you see it? I'm talking about the uh, the whip. That's what I'm talking about. I, I was just scrolling through the rest of it. I'll show the Instagram. It's just a chocolate donut, but it's cute. <laughs> Looks like a leprechaun. Um, but yeah, I know. There's all these seasonal things, and I'm like reading through it, and I was like, man, St. Patrick's Day seems like a good time to be at the parks, too. It's like pre-spring break, not quite. And like it's not too hot, but it's it's warm. I just think it would be a good time to go. Any time for you is a good time to go. Honestly, I'll take a Tuesday. I, I mean, it doesn't have to be a specific festival, a food and wine, whatever. I think I'm just looking for an excuse. You're just yeah, you're just looking for an excuse to go. I'm like ooh, St. Patrick's Day. Do I have that off of work? I don't. No, I don't. I don't even have that. Yes, you do. St. Patrick's Day. I mean, not because it's St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I don't have I don't have that day off. You're just off that day in general. In general, yeah. <laughs> not because it's St. Patrick's not Day. Not because it just happens to fall on a day that you are already off. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. So that was my news. I had food news and I had cruise news, and it was a good week of news. News, 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 news. news. What do I have for you guys coming up? No, I've got some good lightning lane stuff that I'm going to talk about after the break. Oh, yeah. We are going to talk about the upcoming Run Disney event, uh, the 2023 Widen 9. That's going to be kind of cool. Uh, some good theming behind that this time around. Also, want to touch on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and what someone said recently that they thought would be a great idea for an attraction. It's coming up after the break here on DW60. DW60 Sorcerer Radio, all Disney music, all day long, srsounds.com. Jeff and Nicole back with you once again, talking about the latest things happening at the Walt Disney World Resort. If you want to go there for a vacation or a wedding, or if you just want to spend some time at a resort, book your vacation with Nicole. Why? Because you don't have to do it. That's why. Right. You don't have to get up and book dining. You don't have to sit on hold with Disney. You don't have to get prices and compare and think about logistics and find transportation and you don't have to do it that's right you just send me a text you just send me an email you just say hey nicole i I have an idea what do you think and i i just have all the information not all of it i have information in my brain and it's here to help you that's why i started this right we've talked about this a little bit on the show that i had this information that we use on the show every week in my brain and I wanted to do something with it so um, I am more than happy to help you plan your next family vacation your next girls trip bachelorette party honeymoon um, solo adventure I'm here for it all I'm, I'm, I'm your girl you can find me on Instagram at theme park travel agent and you can send me an email at Nicole MP vacations at gmail.com well, Run Disney has shared a look at the 2023 Disney One and Dine Half Marathon weekend races. And the theming for this year is going to be Alice in Wonderland, Beauty and the Beast, Encanto, Figment, and more. Which looks like a lot of fun. I haven't seen one for Alice in Wonderland before, have we? I think that's a first. I don't think so. Which is so smart. Yeah. The White Rabbit. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Especially in the 5K. That's my speed. 5K is my speed. So, registration is later this month. Yeah, I was was getting to that. Do we want to do it? I I don't know. We will have to discuss. I don't know. But as far as Beauty and the Beast, you know, you got all your favorite characters there, which I'm sure is going to be incorporated into the medals as far as Encanto. And Figment, I think, is really great. And that's going to be a a two-course challenge, by the way. 19.3 miles. A metal with figment on it, people are going to go nuts. And food rocks. Is that what's up there, too? Kind of looks like food rocks a That's little bit. That's what I thought. They're like the characters from food rocks, but they're not like the ones, that, the main ones. It's not exactly. I mean, they don't look exactly the same, but you could reference it and kind of go, yeah, yeah. That's what you would think. But especially this little guy here holding a metal. This one over here has got a metal on yeah, already. They like a, some cheese, a cupcake, of course. A strawberry and a croissant. It wouldn't be Disney without a cupcake. Without a cupcake. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you, you've got uh, 
If you want to do, you know, this thing virtually, you can because they do have the virtual race event. And it's a good way to get out and about and stay kind of active if you want to and you can't and you're not able to go to Disney to actually do you know, the marathon weekend, then you've got this opportunity virtually head over to run Disney.com to learn more about the 2023 virtual Disney wine and dine half marathon weekend as well. Now the weekend is going to be November the 2nd through the 5th, 2023 run Disney registration opens on March the 14th general registration opens on the 21st. So club level run Disney March 14th general Registration the 21st. Uh, virtual race registration opens on March the 24th. I don't know how much of a difference the price is between regular registration and, and virtual. I don't know that there's a discount. I think it's don't just know. Like early access because they always sell out. Right. Well, I mean, those are for your hardcore. I've been to every single run Disney event, you know, type of people. Yeah. I'm talking about the general registration for the race weekend and then virtual registration if there's a price difference. Oh, 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 That's oh. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly there is. Somebody would just have to educate me a little bit more when it comes to the pricing on run Disney events because I don't know. We can look and let you know. But all of these are going to be opening the, you know, on those days at 10 a.m. Eastern time is when it's going to happen. So have your finger on the clicker ready to go because when they open, they go fast. Yes very very quickly so you've got to be on top of it don't expect to come home at around you know 4 35 o'clock in the afternoon going over to run disney to try and register because it's probably going to be all sold out and all the spots taken up so just to let you know walt disney company ceo bob Iger. that sounds good what does walt disney company ceo bob Iger. oh okay <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were talking about. Chicken nuggets. Um, (laughs) They sound good. uh, Talked a little bit about the Disney parks during a question and answer uh, session that was going on for the Morgan Stanley Technology Media and Telecom Conference. Boy, that's a mouthful. She couldn't have shortened that just a little bit. My goodness. Uh, The MSTMTC. How about that? That's even better. All right. Now, he did kind of talk about and kind of emphasize a little bit when it comes to reducing crowding. And it was an important part of what we all talk about a lot, and that is the guest experience and how it could be improved upon. How many times have we said that in the past? Probably a dozen at least also kind of mentioned park pass reservations. That's a big topic that, you know, Mm -hmm. we want to hear about. He said, quote, it's tempting to let more and more people in, but if guest satisfaction level is going down because of crowding, that doesn't work. We had to figure out how we reduce crowding, but maintain obviously our profitability. And we did that well. Okay, I'd, I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. I'd say you did. He did mention and recognize and acknowledge. Acknowledge it. Okay. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge me. Um, the controversy when it comes to park passes. He said, quote, we have to be careful about that as well. Because in doing that, you actually end up increasing the price or putting features into your pricing that are viewed by some consumers as perhaps being a little too aggressive, and that's what we're being careful about. He, so he acknowledges the fact that prices have gone up too much, I think. Is that what he's saying kind of cryptically in a way? Yeah, he he's still like alluding to the park reservation system not going anywhere, but he I think he's saying that the park reservation was put system was put in place in lieu of increasing prices and then they did it anyways and that was not the best choice. Yeah, that's true. I still yeah. firmly believe that Disney wanted to implement the park pass system pre-pandemic and this situation gave them the opportunity to do it like this was coming eventually anyways i believe so 
I, th- I think there's a real good possibility of that. Yeah, I agree. So that's why I, don't I think agree. It's going anywhere because it was the plan all along. I still don't understand why hold on to it if you've just seen so much negativity towards it and how much people just do not ex- enjoy it in any way, shape, or form. You know? I mean, it's the same reason that that we say every time they raise prices that, you know, yes, we get upset that they raise prices, but then people pay it. So, yeah, we don't like... Well, the they park- don't have a choice. You right. want to go to Walt Disney World, you have to do it. You don't have a choice. So we don't like the park reservation system, but we're going to use it because we don't have a choice. We don't have a choice. Yeah, it's, <laughs> oh. it's, a, uh, it's a no-win scenario for Disney guests. You want to go to Disney World, you have to do all these things. Disney Genie. Uh, Lightning Lane, park reservations, no park hopping until 2 o'clock, no more annual passes, and all these different things. People have no choice, and the board of directors recognize that, and they're like, oh, this is working. I love it. This is great. Keep it going. Keep it going. Right. So he also went on to talk about how much growth is possible. At Disney parks when it comes to, you know, California, Disney and around the world, pretty much. Uh, He did talk a little bit and did bring up about the new Avatar experience that was talked about on the recent earnings call over in California. And when they say Avatar experience, I'm thinking, okay, are we talking another Pandora here? And then I said, there's no way possible. You can't tell me they're tearing something down to build a new Pandora and they don't have the room Nope. To expand because of all the red tape that goes on with the city of Anaheim. And there's a lot of it. Yeah. A whole lot of it. So when we talk Avatar experience, okay, that sh- that sounds to me very limited time. It does not sound permanent. You want to do Avatar, go to Animal Kingdom. It sounds to me like VR. Could be. It very well could be a VR experience. Yeah. Like, remember those... Downtown Disney. Yeah, remember those VR things you used to have in Disney Springs? Those, like, Star Wars ones where you could go... Oh, yeah, I do remember those, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that is a... That is a real possibility. It, It could be like that. He went on to say about that, as we continue to invest in those businesses, which is essentially building our new capacity or new attraction, it gives us the ability to, one, service more people, The more attractions you have, obviously, the more people have to do. We can also mine our IP more effectively. He also said those are really important because those franchises that we do well within film and in television are truly leverageable at the parks level, as we learned with the Star Wars investments that we've made, the Avatar investment we made in Florida, the Toy Story investments that we've made, and that creates growth for us because it increases capacity and improves our marketability. You want to fit more people. You want to do these different things. Build a fifth park for crying out loud. It's interesting that the thing, you know? three specifics that he mentioned are all lands yeah build another park yeah it's we don't need more lands we need another park we need to even though you you think about it you know the magic kingdom was great they figured out they needed to expand on it let's level out the crowds they built epcot you get epcot well we got to do it again we got to level it out we got to think something else and eisner said mgm studios boom and then they did it again with animal kingdom okay We've reached that point to where these parks have outgrown their capacity for the amount of people, high pricing or not, to visit Walt Disney World. There's too many people. So lands do not distribute that enough. It's not enough. You need a fifth gate. Period. Universal has figured it out. Yeah, they're opening a third gate. They're opening yeah. a third gate. Like, we've got to move these people out. And guess what? We're going to make more money in the process. Let's build another park. And they're building one in Texas. See? It just makes sense. I mean, he also said that, you know, they obviously they don't have an endless IP. But within the company itself, there's a lot that they still have to take advantage of, which they have not tapped into yet. Right. 
which creates a lot of opportunities. He said, and if you price all that and market well and manage your costs so you can maintain pretty decent margins, it's a business that you know, obviously, we're betting on, I would bet on. Okay, makes sense. I get it. Go on with your bad self. This man makes a lot more sense than the last guy. I'm just going to say that. He just seems invested in the product. He does. And Chapek just kind of stood back there with a a smug look on his face. And And like he may have been behind doors invested in, you know, the building of the product. But the consumer is not behind those closed doors. Like we have to see that you buy into this and you're excited about it person in the Instagram chat said the part coming to Texas is for the younger children, nothing really for adults. Yes. But even though if that is the case, it still spreads it out. Right. So those people in places like Oklahoma, Minnesota, Illinois, Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Arizona. Yeah. All these other people have another option instead of going to the East Coast or the West Coast, which does what? May open things up a little bit in the other parks. Well, and that's the Achilles know. heel of the Universal Parks is it's it's big the thrill rides with tall height requirements, and it's not built for toddlers. That's true. Yeah. Right. So now Universal said, you know what? We're well, Epic Universe will have a lot more for younger children, but yeah. this park is all for that, right? Like you 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 can take your preschooler to this park and they can ride pretty much everything yeah so you know when you're going on a family vacation you know the the rider swap and all of it like this is going to be geared towards them and people in that stage of life oh sure yeah i agree 100 percent. yeah something for everybody and like you said it will take people out of the parks on either coast that's right again just freeing up more space Let's talk about Tron, Light Cycle Run, Magic Kingdom. They did announce that the details for the virtual queue are going to be in place when the attraction does open next month. Now, you can join the virtual queue on the My Disney Experience app. Um, You get your assigned boarding group and an approximate time to come back so you can do the attraction, just like we've done in the past with other attractions that have opened up. Uh, when your boarding group is called in the My Disney Experience app, you go to the attraction with the uh, within the time frame that you need to. Uh, you may have to wait a little bit, but you know it's still going to be a lot shorter than what it would normally be with a standby queue. Uh, virtual access for the Light Cycle Run is going to open every single day at 7 a.m. You do not have to be in the parks, uh, but you must have a Magic Kingdom Park Pass in order to get your virtual queue for the attraction that day. Then at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, virtual queue access is going to open once again. And those guests must be in the Magic Kingdom at this time to join. Now, that's kind of messed up. Why? Can't park up until 2. Isn't that weird? For now. Isn't that weird, though? Yeah, I think. Why are you doing it at 1 o'clock? I need to be there at 2, you know? I don't know. Uh, Virtual queue will open again at 6 p.m. Well, well, there are those people. (laughs) I had to get in it, too. Uh, When there are extended evening hours. And usually that's only for uh, deluxe resort guests. Mm -hmm. So not everybody's going to get the opportunity there. Which, Oh, well. If you are an annual pass holder and you're wanting to get on Tron Light Cycle Run... Uh, multiple times during the annual pass holder preview days that are going on until the attraction's grand opening on the 4th of April. Well, guess what? You only get one ride per day for annual pass holders. Disney Vacation Club and Disney D23 Gold member previews are still on the horizon, so those are coming up if you are part of those. Um, and, and I get why they're doing the one ride per day, and rightfully so. This is not an opportunity for you to go to the Magic Kingdom that day and ride Tron Light Cycle Run nine times. Right. This is your benefit as an annual pass holder to get on it before everybody else. You got on. 
but that doesn't entitle you to get on five or six times. Because I've seen people commenting, you know, on, on social media. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm an annual pass holder. I'm there for the day, and I pay this much for it. Blah 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 blah. I should be able to ride as many times as I want to. No, no. Have you seen the lines? No. The the queue lines for the annual pass holder previews are like all the way through Tomorrowland. Yeah, so it's a long one. Yeah. So it's a long line. Also, don't forget, Tron Light Cycle Run, when it officially opens, will be available on individual Lightning Link purchases as well, like we did with um, Guardians when it opened up that weekend. Yes. Yep. Worked out for us, even though it was just me. Still worked out. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. Let's move over to Disney's Hollywood Studios. John Favreau. It's a genius. He's just a genius, people. We know this. But he mentioned something very interesting when it comes to attractions at Disney parks and specifically an attraction that could go into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. This would be awesome. John Favreau wants the Mandalorian Razor Crest ride at Disney parks. Think about this. He had an interview with IMDb. And he did share that the Razor Crest could be the perfect attraction for bringing the Mandalorian to Disney guests. Now, of course, we all know, even out at Disneyland Paris and recently Disney's Hollywood Studios, the Mandalorian and Grogu can be seen walking around Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. But to put in an attraction, I think would be extremely welcome addition. Do you think they would like, I mean, you can tie it in. I guess it's not the same timeline-ish, but you know, you could like go steal back the coaxium. You, know, you could do something Hondo like that. Yeah, yeah, and, I think it'd be good. Yeah. I think that it would work well for Disney's Hollywood Studios version of the land. Out in California, it might present a little bit of a problem. Again, working with space. Space, yeah. And they they took up as much space as they could building that area for Galaxy's Edge there. Mm -hmm. So I don't know exactly how that would work. Um, One possible thing, and, and some people may get upset that I say this. One possible thing you could do is demo Star Tours. And stick it on the, in that area. I would be upset. Like I said, some people may be very upset that I'm mentioning that. But it is a possibility because the popularity of Star Tours continues to decline. It used to be that that attraction just had all kinds of crazy wait times. And since the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, those wait times have gone down significantly. And now with no more movies being made... The attraction itself, even as dated as it is, the adventures that you can go on are going to start to get a little stale. So uh, a refresh with something like the Mandalorian and the Razor Crest uh, could be a very welcome addition for uh, to replace Star Tours. Do they have still have Star Tours in Disneyland? They do. It's in Tomorrowland. Okay, so well there you go. That is a good. That's a good way for it to work. Um. I feel like if that's an attraction, you know, like when they announced Splash Mountain was closing, people book trips just to go ride it, right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like we would do that for Star Tours and just go ride Star Tours over and over again until you get Hoth. That's the only one I've never gotten. I got it on my last trip and I started freaking out when it came on and they were like, Nicole, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, this is the one we never get. Never get And you're not here. Go figure that. (laughs) And you were in the park. You just weren't with us. Oh, it was during. It was in December. What? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, go figure. You were there. Go you figure. Were, you were on Rise of the Resistance or something. So yeah, I would love to have a Mandalorian attraction, uh, whether it's the Razor Crest or whatever else they decide. I think a Mandalorian attraction would be a fantastic, uh, fantastic addition. Mm-hmm. One other thing that was a rumor recently at Disney's Hollywood Studios uh, had to do with Rock and Roller Coaster there. Uh, starring Aerosmith. Now, Steven Tyler has been going through some legal problems here lately. Uh, There's allegations out against him 
about some misconduct and stuff like that. Um, so and when you have something like this tied to a Disney attraction, and this has been mentioned before in years previous, is is the Aerosmith music starting to get a little stale and not relating enough with the guests currently visiting the Walt Disney World Resort? You could arguably say yes, it is. It is older music. Okay, well, Jeff, uh, they have older music on Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, yes, but that comes from recent Marvel movies. Recent is the key word here. Do people still listen to Aerosmith? Absolutely. Do people still enjoy Aerosmith? Absolutely. But could other music go just as well with the attraction? I say yes. Yes. And I don't think it has to be band-specific. Because the rumor was that the music, the new music for the attraction is going to be Queen. I think that would be a fantastic addition. Mm-hmm. I don't think it needs to be just the band Queen. There's a lot of music throughout the, throughout the decades, pretty much, that could go along with the intensity and the feeling that you have when you're on Rock and Roller Coaster. It could just be a fantastic playlist. Is that how uh, Rip Ride Rocket is? It is. At Universal? It is. It's a collage of great music. Yeah. And that is what this attraction could be if Disney were to ever decide that they wanted to step away from using Aerosmith starring in the attraction. That would be the way to do it. Jeff selfishly just wants 80s rock music on an attraction. That's not true. No, no, no. no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh Uh-uh. He's like, please, Metallica. Oh, gosh. Master of Puppets on Rock and Roller Coaster would be phenomenal. The attraction's like not long enough. You have to go through it like seven times to... Even if it's just like, you know, a third, a 20 second clip of Master of Puppets, uh, I would just, that would become my new favorite attraction to watch. <laughs> like <Disney> launch, <laughs> guitar solo, pull like, back into the station. <laughs> oh my gosh, it would be just amazing. It would be amazing. Um, now, of course, this rumor turned out not to be true, but I think a collage of music would be a fantastic idea. What do you think? What, what would be that. your suggestion? Um, I, I, thoroughly enjoy the music on Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So even though I've never been the attraction, I frequently listen to the soundtrack in the car. So any anything of that type of music, but I think that music is almost too like upbeat and like poppy for It's very poppy. Rock and yes. roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. Rock and roller coaster like you're saying needs to be Aerosmith, Ario Speedwagon like that like you know sticks bon jovi queen um the, the list can uh, kiss yeah. throw kiss in there for oh, crying kiss out loud would be fun, are yeah. you kidding me i mean there's just too many really good fun rock music that could go into this attraction and and just make it a you know 10 second you know little bits of stuff fun. i think it would be cool i think it'd like be a, a good remix. idea yeah kind of a remix so even though it's not going to be queen no queen is not taking over the attraction I think they would be a nice addition. Uh, does Aerosmith have to go away? I'm not going to answer that question because uh, I don't know whether these you know legal issues that Steven Tyler is having are true or not. I have no idea. But does the attraction need an update beyond starring Aerosmith? I think it does. I think it would make it a little bit more relevant with today's guests and not just one specific demographic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, would a 16-year-old kid know all that much about Aerosmith and the songs that are on there? No, not really. No. But you pick some of these others, you never know. It might surprise them. Either way. So, those are nice little tidbits for you. They are. Nice little tidbits. Well, rumor. Yeah, nice little rumor. We do have one uh, birthday that we need to get to. It's birthday time here on the show. So, let's do that right now. What is our birthday email? It says, howdy, Jeff and Nicole. Howdy. 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 Howdy, howdy, howdy. Howdy, partner. It's that time again to wish our goofy and Disney-loving son, Flynn, a happy birthday. Flynn turns eight on the 14th and is a loyal listener of DW60 for many years. His favorite Disney movies are Cars, 1, 2, and 3, Wreck-It Ralph, Toy Story, especially Four with Forky, and Monsters, Inc. Fun fact, we as a family have seen Cars 1 hundreds of times (laughs) because as a baby, it was the only Disney movie that would calm him down and make him sleepy. 
To this day, we can put on Rascal Flatts' Life is a Highway, and there is a 90% chance that he will fall asleep. Finn's first Disneyland trip was when he was five months old, and of course, he was enamored with the nighttime lights of Cars Land. We hope to make it back to Disneyland within the next year so he can finally experience Cars Land as a kid big enough to enjoy it all. But Flynn would also like me to pass along to Jeff that he still has his plan that they need to add Wally to Living with the Land, which is also one of his favorite rides. Nice. Much love to you both. And thank you for being a part of our love for Disney and sharing your thoughts and opinions. Flynn considers you our Disney family. That's from Courtney and Derek. Well, happy birthday, Flynn. Well, happy birthday, Mr. Flynn. Wow. Eight. Eight years old. I feel like we've been saying happy birthday to Flynn for a long time. Feels like it. Feels like it. And I love, I still love your, uh, your Wally. Living with I, the land. You live yeah. with the land. I think that's a fantastic idea. Right? It should happen. Disney, why are you not listening to this boy? Come on. He's got a great idea. Fantastic idea. That is why Flynn gets a. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And sparkles as well. Also want to say happy birthday to Miss Donna from the Instagram audience. Uh, she also has a birthday on the 14th. <gasps> Same day as Flynn. Same day as Flynn. So, Miss Donna, guess what? You get that. Heck yeah. And you also get sparkles as well, by the way. So, happy birthday to the both of you. And if you're celebrating a birthday out there and would like to do a shout out here on the show, there's a couple ways you can let us know. You can let us know via email. DW60 at SRSounds.com is where you can send your email if you want to do that. Or you can send a text message or leave a voice message on our number. 408-909-3960. That's 408-909-3960, which is also DW60 as well. Those are the ways that you could do it. So for everybody out there celebrating a birthday, this message is for you. Hiya, pals. We heard it was somebody's birthday. Oh, Nikki, I love birthdays. Me too. <laughs> and guess what? Donald and Daisy brought a special cake for you. Oh, great idea, Donald. Ready, everyone? On the count of three. One, two, three. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy, happy birthday to you! That's the news. And thanks for stopping by. Switzerland Radio. SRSounds.com. And that sound means it is the end of the show. I want to thank everybody for checking out DW60 this week. Whether you're listening on Sorcerer Radio or listening to the podcast, we're so thankful you took a little time out of your day to join us to find out what's happening at the Walt Disney World Resorts. If you need to get in contact with us, this is how you do it. You can find us on Facebook at the DW60 Press Row Facebook page. You can find us on Instagram at DW60 Press Row. You can send us an email, DW60 at srsounds.com. We chat live during the show every Friday when it airs on Sorcerer Radio over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord. You can join us for behind the scenes and bonus episodes like we talked about at the beginning of the show over on our Patreon, which is DW60 Press Row Podcast. And like Jeff said, if you want to give us a call, leave us a voicemail, send us a voice message, or shoot us a text, our number is 408-909-3960 or 408-909-DW60. And guys, you know, if you want to send us a message to tell Nicole to stop cheating at trivia, you're more than happy to do so. I did not <laughs> cheat. I maintain my innocence. Innocent until proven guilty. And I'm going to figure out, I'm going to figure out how you did it. I just am not good. You just, you can't, because she, she can't see through the computer screen. Nope. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't know. Craziest thing. Check out the replay of the show tonight if you're listening to Sorcerer Radio. 7 p.m. Eastern time is when that happens. Later on today, 1 p.m. Eastern, Diz His will be on. We encourage you to check that out right after DW60's replay. You can hear their show replay as well. For you Sorcerer Radio listeners, DW60's Music Row coming up. Some of our favorite music that we play on the station for you and for our podcast listeners, thank you so much for checking out the podcast, leaving us those reviews and five-star ratings over on Spotify and also Apple Music as well. Hopefully we got some great news for you next week because that is when we are going to be back for you once again. So 
So until next time, this is Sorcerer Radio, all Disney music all day long, srsounds.com, and we hope you have a magical day.